Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. To all you non-liking fall people, let us be. If you don't like fall, then just don't like it. Let us be. Oh, oh, and another thing. If you don't like pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin spice, anything, pumpkin, anything, let us have it. If you don't like it, you ain't got to keep telling us that it's nasty. That means you don't like it. Don't mean I don't. Good morning, sweet world. And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, Fine Network. It's Monday, September 11th, 11th 2023. Great start for everybody here. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, September 11th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Damn, I was going to compliment us on just rolling with it, and then didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that as well. Uh, next to Tassie, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hotboy, Trey Kirby. B.O. B.O. Oh, my bad. That's all right. It was A.O. It's A.O. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, over yonder, super producer, J.D. Real? Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. I- it's Monday morning. Got fat oh, now you fingers. stop touching your mic. You got to stop touching your mic. You want to start over? <laughs> no. Who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's still the summer to us. Andreas, oops. <laughs> Hi, stream team. Thanks for joining us live on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away, and subscribe. Uh, you can see the effects of uh, waking up at 4.30 mm. in the morning to watch basketball. It's had on us here. Uh, yeah, like that video and comment away and subscribe. Did I already say that? <laughs> maybe. Hey, I like that video. I couldn't remember if I said yeah, I that Maybe on the, the pump fake start. Go get your No Dunks gear over at nodunks.com. Uh, and after this classic, after this shit show's over, uh, go check out the new Is This Good Pod with our guy, Eshawa Kid. That's right, Esh is on with Matty O and JD talking about, among other things, cutting cakes with lightsabers, mm-hmm. kids swearing, and get this, the one no-dunks host you don't want mad at you. Wow. Now, I haven't listened yet. I assume I you guys known. here at the table haven't. JD obviously was a part of the pod. Any guesses? Who... I think, of us I think you've yelled at Esh before, so I'm guessing you. What if I you... yelled at Esh? <laughs> well, I think the answer, it's you're, you are out of the equation because you don't really get all that mad. Yeah. It's either me or him mm-hmm. because yeah, he probably. gets – he gets. He got mad yesterday when he had to jump on the stream at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> well, who wouldn't? Yeah. yeah. A yeah. third place game? Yeah. And then his team I lost know. too. Ooh, ouch. Um, yeah, you get angrier, but I'm ornery. <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> yeah. But the yeah, answer yeah, yeah. is JD included in this because I was he... I was included. Oh, yeah. then I think he might pick you. That's like the it's like disappointing dad. Well, you're just gonna have to okay. listen to find out. Okay. That's uh is this good? And that is already up on the No Dunks feed, and you can go watch it if you want to at Is This Good on YouTube. Okay. On today's show, on today's classic, uh, let's talk a little FIBA World Cup. Because it is over. No more 4.30 a.m. games. Thanks to everybody that's been joining us on Playback throughout the last couple of weeks. We had a blast. And we start with the champs. We'll get to Canada beating America. And now news breaking of all the superstars locking in for the 2024 <laughs> back, Paris baby. Olympics. We'll get to all that a little bit later in the show. But let's start with uh, unbeaten Germany defeating Serbia for their first World Cup gold task. We can talk about the game, Germany's run, whatever you want. I'm glad we're starting with Germany, with the champs, because I think we're going to be far more ornery a little bit later in the show. It'll be a little bit juicier. It'll be a little more salacious when we're talking about uh, the U.S. and them failing to get their gold. But Germany deserves all the credit our Canadian man, there's a Canadian tie, Gordy Herbert, <laughs> leading that championship team as their head coach. While they were celebrating, he had some beers, apparently, and he said, uh, don't mind if I flub a few words here or there. I just had some beers. 
actually, Philippines, I love you, but you need to get a better beer. I love how he called them out. That's a real Canadian, number one, drinking too much, and number two, uh, has good taste in beer. The San Miguel beer not doing it for him. Anyway, uh, Dennis Schroeder obviously was phenomenal, but that's that's yes, he was he was great, and, and he deserves the MVP, but this team was just a team. I said Andreas Oopst. Andreas Oost was the guy who ousted the Americans from that semifinal game. He was phenomenal as their shooting guard. Franz Wagner, I thought, was the best German coming into this tournament, and he was great yesterday in the finals, although he didn't have a great shooting night. He was just far more forceful. Voigtman, T-Man, who looks like Rick Fox slash Larry Nance (laughs) Jr. slash Tabo Cephalosha. The great thing about these international teams is they have so many guys who can perform, and they survived a quarterfinal game where Dennis Schroeder was four of 26. Yeah. Uh, and they go into the semis. Uh, they handled the Americans, obviously, in, in the finals that came down to the wire. Unfortunately, hearing afterwards, just like hearing after the fact that all the Americans want to play in 2024, you hear that Bogdan Bogdanovich was uh, sick going into this game. And his second half was was poor. Uh, he just he sort of disappeared, although that kind of happened a little bit throughout the tournament, and they needed him, although they had Avramovic, who was awesome. Oh. The Serbian, D- Dimitris Diamantidis, doing a good job uh, against Schroeder, but Schroeder just took over that last play. Oh, uh, That was... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Was that a carry? I couldn't tell. It was so fast. I couldn't see. <laughs> it was a uh, turbo was drive to the hoop. <laughs> and then quickness. the finish off the glass with about 20 seconds to go that, yeah, iced yep. the game and uh, gave Germany their first World Cup gold here. What do you think, TK? I think we saw a lot of Germany this summer. You know, they played Canada twice in the yep. friendlies. They played USA in the friendlies. And every time we would watch them, we'd come away saying, man, this is quite the team. They really play well together. They've got everything you need. Then they went undefeated in the actual yeah. World Cup. Super impressive. Like, I'm with Tass. I thought Franz was probably their best player on the whole. And then when it was fourth quarter, when it was winning time, Schroeder was just basically unstoppable, usually getting to shots unless he's got Davis Bertons on him. Bertons, the Schroeder stopper, the only guy who ever got a <laughs> forced a miss out of him, it seemed like. But, man, yeah, that take to the hoop when he just hit the gas, that was like – he looked like the fastest player on earth when he was getting to the hole there. So great stuff from the Germans. They played basically perfectly, uh, completely taking Serbia out of the game in the third quarter, and that's really where they won it up until Schroeder slammed the door. Yeah, Schroeder, 28 points, 9-17 to 17 shooting. Franz did a bit of everything, 19 points, 7 boards, 3 steals, 2 assists. I thought Germany did a great job of containing uh, Nikola Milutinov, their big guy, uh, the Serbian big guy, one-on-one, because they have the guys. They have Tice. They have some of these other big guys on Germany's squad that they didn't have to run a bunch of doubles at him. Um, you know, Canada struggled with him. Like, he was a beast in Serbia's victory over uh, Canada in the semifinals, but they just did a great job. And to run this World Cup gauntlet undefeated, including a win over Team USA, and then to bounce back or at least keep that emotional high running, we see so many times in these where someone does knock off, like an elite team like USA, and then they have a bit of a, a flat game to follow that because it's like, wow, maybe you just like played the get best game of your lives and you moved on in a two-point victory and you're going nuts. Uh, but two days later to turn around and like take care of a very talented Serbian squad, like that was really, really impressive. And I think speaks to the coaching and just the, the makeup, the roster of this team. Like you said, all these guys contributed. Every game we watched, Schroeder was the star and we'll get to him winning you know tournament MVP. But every game it was like four, five, six, seven guys uh, helping out in some way. So really impressive stuff. Yeah, they had a perfect tournament. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. is, it is crazy. Even Schroeder was saying, my, my goodness, how did we do that? Not only bouncing back after a semifinal game or, or just continuing to produce after a semifinal game, which could have been their high, uh, but bouncing back in the first quarter, the Serbs looked phenomenal. They looked like they were playing Canada. They were running it down uh, the Germans' throat. They were getting to the glass. They have a, a ton of good players, ton of good shooters. Uh, yeah, they they went away from their their big and Militinov a little bit, uh, which was kind of surprising. He played under twenty minutes. That was uh, a mistake, I think. Yeah, he dominated in the tournament, yeah. and then they were running Petrosep out there for the yeah. majority of the fourth quarter. That was pretty surprising. It was surprising. Um, yeah, when we watched him, he's uh, Militinov was a beast. Uh, I don't know if they just wanted to keep up with the speed a little bit of uh, the German team, but because they kind of play outside in your Tices every single Wagner that they have. Uh, and, and those guys, can't say enough about those guys. Uh, Tice, even though his stat line wasn't great, he was great against the Americans in the semifinal. Uh, everybody, Isaac Bonga came in, who was an NBA player and, and somehow was blocking shots all over the place. Um, <laughs> great stuff from him. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think he could be an NBA player, but now, now you have to look at him and say, he could help the Lakers. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, they need shooters. But anyway, uh, he doesn't do that. But blocking shots giving fouls 
doing his job. What did you think of Serbia's run here? Another silver here at the World Cup, but obviously missing some notable names. Even in this game, they mm-hmm. lost uh, a guy, uh, uh, Dobrich, wasn't it, who rolled his ankle early yep. and had to leave the game, and he's a key player, and they lost, uh, who was the guy that lost his kidney? Simonich. So, yeah, right. Simonich. And then missing players, including, of course, uh, you know, two-time MVP Jokic, but still making it all the way here. Um, what do you think overall? I thought they were great, and I assume, well, I don't know, I mean... We'll see with what Team USA gets from commits here uh, because we're seeing the legends want to play in Paris. But you would have to think Serbia is going to be one of the top three favorites heading into the Olympics next year because their team is so good as is. And they're adding Nikola Jokic. So that should be impressive. Not to mention uh, Micic. Is that the guy that's playing for the Thunder this year who's also supposed to be uh, really solid? But basically Serbia was a half away from winning the gold here. They had a couple of players... Feel the pressure, I, I thought, specifically in the fourth quarter in Guterich and Nikola Jovic, who had a really solid tournament. And then in the fourth quarter, oh. the decision-making for Jovic was not there, and then Guterich was just, like, throwing the ball around. He was really, really struggling. A good 20 minutes from those two guys, really a good 10 minutes from those guys, we might be talking to Serbia as the gold medalist. Yeah, okay. Guterich had a chance to tie the game after a Bogdanovich steal. I mean, they were right there in this game, and he... He bricked it, and yeah, Jovic, I mean, you saw him after the game. He was in tears. Yeah. I think he was feeling like, I botched this one. He had a bad, bad game. Uh, he was after having young. a great tournament, yep. yeah. yeah. Um, but what do you think about their chances moving forward, like Trey's talking about? Yeah, it sucks for uh, Jovic as a young player. Did some good things. Did the, the punching in the hallway uh, <laughs> against uh, when they when they beat Dylan Brooks and, and Team Canada. He, and he did good things with the ball, but when it was time to shoot and score and make the right decisions, that didn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, it's just deflating. And looking back, the way that Bogdan Bogdanovich was held out uh, most of the fourth quarter, it makes sense because he was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching it, we're wondering what, what the hell is going on. He had a great first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, yeah. going through the tournament, he had a lot of great first halves. In the second half, tend to not shoot as much. And maybe that's because there was more eyes on him in the second half. Uh, but he didn't play a lot in the fourth quarter, didn't touch the ball basically at all in the fourth quarter and that is their best player uh, so up and down uh, a great performance for them but as you said while we were watching it they kind of deflate or they've had some disappointing performances over the last I mean, they're, decade, they're really. always right there. That's the thing. Like, this team could have had many gold medals. They're, like, always one of the final four teams in a lot of these tournaments and they've come up short a few times here but I'm with you, TK. The other guys, yes. Add Joker to this team just currently constructed they would be the, I mean, well, I know we're going to find out that every, you know, American superstar is about to play in Paris, but they should be one of the favorites, like, hands down, if you throw him on this squad. And I think they will be. Well, I mean, they made it to the finals fairly easily. Like, you're talking about a letdown game. Lithuania had one. They beat USA, and then Serbia kind of smoked them. Uh, I thought Militinov really ran through the tournament until this championship yeah. game, and that guy's like, a fringe NBA talent, not a guy who could be a three-time MVP heading into the Paris Olympics. So, yeah, they've got a really big team. They've got a team who's got a lot of experience. And then you look at a guy like Jovic. He was pretty good, I thought, in this tournament up until the championship game. He'll be a year older next year with another year of NBA experience. So, yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. And then, yeah, Avramovic? Uh-huh. Alex Avramovic? That guy was... Not phased by the moment no. at all. That was awesome watching uh, him and Schroeder basically go back and forth with each other. He, like, fueled the comeback, like, single-handedly. Big time. I think he had 16 yep. in the, in the mm-hmm. final frame, in the final 10 minutes. He knocked down a big three. It cut it to, like, a like four-point game. The place was going nuts. The Serbian crowd was awesome. Uh, yeah, he had a lot of fight left in him and nearly sort of dragged them across the finish line, but it came up a little bit short. Uh, what about Poku? Is he in the mix for this squad, too? too? Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm. Serbian nationality? I don't know um, if he'll be making this team because they have a lot of guys as we just went through. They got a lot of guys. Yeah, Militinov, a a huge guy. The Nets now hold his rights. Kind of makes sense on that Nets roster, although he just signed in Greece, so he ain't coming. He's going to have fun in Greece. He's not coming (laughs) over for a long time. But, yeah, he was drafted by the Spurs, and now uh, Brooklyn Nets hold his rights. You know, with a Nick Claxton as their center, I'm sure they'd love him. Uh, yeah, a lot of talent. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, as I said, was named uh, FIBA World Cup MVP of the entire tournament. Yeah! He averaged uh, 19.1 points per game, 6.1 assists, two boards, and nearly one and a half uh, steals per game. Funny, like, run when you think about it for Schroeder, because prior <laughs> to the whole event, he's in a public spat 
with uh, uh, Mavericks forward Maxi Kleba about <laughs> playing for the national team after after Kleba skipped it last summer, and you know Kleba didn't play on this World Cup winning team here. Uh, Schroeder later apologized, but there's that. Then within the tournament, Schroeder gets into it with Gordy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a tiff on the sidelines. You know mm-hmm. they're they're heated, and uh, someone alluded to it too. He had a four of twenty six shooting game. And they survived. That was a quarterfinal win, I think, against Latvia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, right. Bertans there. So he nearly shot the Germans out of that game, like a really brutal game. Four at twenty-six. That is, that's tough to do in uh, <laughs> in the FIBA game. Uh, but all of that said, was pretty damn special, especially in these big moments. So for him to get this makes sense. What a sighting by the Raps. Uh, he looks great in FIBA. Obviously, it, it was a, it was an incredible run. He shot. 52% from three, and he's not a three-point shooter, and teams are going to leave him open in the NBA. It is a different line. We'll mm-hmm. get to Dylan Brooks. Can you do the same thing in the NBA? It's a, it's a big question. Um, but, yeah, he's he's FIBA shooter for a reason. Uh, yeah, and they played together. The, the thing I liked about his finals game, we were watching it all together, it was quiet in terms of him picking his spots. You see yes. a lot of bad shooter mm-hmm. games where he's just like, I'm taking over, yeah, yeah. and it's just apparent. He's the show, uh, but I thought it was a quiet 28. Just picked his spots absolutely perfectly uh, in this game. Yeah, I guess uh, if you were going to have a criticism of Schroeder in the NBA, it would be that he's a little too overconfident mm-hmm. uh, in his abilities and maybe overstates his place on a team. And if he were a fruit, he would be a prickly pear. But you needed this <laughs> on the German team where he did have to be the best player quite often. It was between him and Franz and like your Sanskeets in the fourth quarter. It was going to be Schroeder, and he does not lack the confidence uh, to yeah. take the shots. And he's been around the team, so he should have a little bit of sway saying, Maxi Kleba, you weren't here. Get out of here. Coach, welcome to the team, but I'm running the show here. So, I don't know. Things are different between the FIBA and the NBA world, and you can see that when a guy like Dennis Schroeder is one of the three best players in the tournament. Yeah. Tass, you were pretty high even before any of these FIBA World Cup games even happened. Uh, the idea of the Raptors, you know, <laughs> replacing Van Vliet so to speak, with Schroeder on a much, much, much more affordable contract. Uh, so you uh, are you even more excited about the idea of him leading the Raptors uh, at point? Or oh, do you not think it will us? translate uh, FIBA Schroeder to uh, Raptors NBA Schroeder as much? It's it's peak Schroeder right now. It's, yeah, like just like their jerseys are sponsored by them. Yeah. Oh, peak yeah, Schroeder. nice. Nice yeah. peak call. Yeah. Uh, I was fine with the Raps going in the direction that they went because I think we've seen peak Fred. What Fred did for the Raps winning a championship, phenomenal. Um, But I was okay going with Schroeder, who is looked at as almost a stopgap in the NBA. Uh, Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that's that's his his spot. We saw him here in Atlanta. He came up up against Jeff Teague in the point guard's role, and he said, this is my role, this is my spot. And, And as Trey said, maybe he's a little overconfident. Uh, he needs to just be part of a team like he was for this German team. Uh, that final was phenomenal, uh, but this run um, was spectacular. Maybe because Franz went out. Franz was gone for four games in yeah, this tournament, true. and Schroeder had to step up, and everybody did. So uh, he's a different guy. FIBA, FIBA players are a different guy. I'm not going to say he's going to be. He, the three point shot is is huge. Um, they're going to leave him open. Uh, will he be able to hit him? He d- he didn't. He hasn't in the NBA. So I'm, I can't believe he shot thirty three percent from three in this tournament. What? It just seemed like yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. That, uh, that's what I'm seeing here. Oh my god, I got the numbers wrong. <laughs> yeah, t- I said th- I said fifty two percent. The old two point three point column oh, got gets me. You, they gets wanted everybody. to tell you how Damn they shot two. Damn it! <laughs> I was so wrong. I thought I thought he shot fifty two percent from three. It seemed like he shot a hundred percent in the fourth quarters though. Or yeah. anytime they needed a big time three pointer, Schroeder was hitting it, and it was from deep. Man, the, the FIBA line throws me off. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, whoa, that is a deep shot, and it's like maybe a half step outside of the yeah. NBA line, but. Schroeder can easily shoot 33% from three in the NBA. He should. He's done it for his career. I think here's what Raptors fans need to get ready for. Uh, Schroeder is a bit of a roller coaster here. There are going to be games. You can lock this in now. He goes for 35. He wins the Raptors a game. People are going crazy. (laughs) Dennis Schroeder just saved us. You know, for prime minister. 
<laughs> and then we're going to get, like we even saw in the tournament, there'll be some 4 for 26s or there'll be some, you know, 4 for 19s and some bad turnovers and, and maybe getting a little too shot happy at the end of a game and it's not falling. I just think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be wow. ones where he, you know, quote unquote, loses you the game and then many other ones where he wins you the game. And I guess you just hope, you know, the winning outweighs the losing. Because right. I think that's just sort of where he is at this point. Yeah, totally. In this tournament, he, uh, he, his, his breakout game was against Australia when they, when they needed yeah. him. Five of nine from three. Next game, 0 of six from three. Two of five from three. Four of seven for three. 0 for eight for three. Right. And then three of six, three of seven and two for six. Yeah. For Raps fans, Schroeder at 12 mil versus Fred at 35 mil at that point of their careers. That's that's the, the question. That's what you're weighing. And yeah, well, hopefully Schroeder has ridden his 20s here where... Things were a roller coaster for sure in the NBA to a point where he's late 20s. He's a papa now. You saw him kissing his son during this tournament. Maybe he's just a little bit older and more mature and can be able to run the team. But he's going to get into it, I'm sure. Like if he, if Nick Nurse was still there, they'd get into scraps. Uh, <laughs> like like if, if if we were talking about Esh, the, the one no-dunks host that he'd get into a, a fight with, the one Raptor that's going to get into a fight most likely it's Dennis Schroeder uh he's he's gonna fight with somebody but Ryakovich is probably a, a better personality to uh, to deal with him than Nurse um but anyway it's a nice 40 win team hopefully <laughs> uh Schroeder was joined on the FIBA Basketball World Cup 2023 All-Star 5 that's a bit of a mouthful isn't it uh by Shea Gildas Alexander of Canada Anthony Edwards from the USA uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic of Serbia and Luka Doncic of Slovenia. Uh, so no positional requirements. No, That's they crazy. they sort of just got rid of. Well, like even all the physicality it, in the FIBA game, everyone's huge. Yeah, no one bigger than Luka. I guess Luka <laughs> the monster in this old one. Old guards, basically though. Um, yeah, they even changed it from like it used to be called All Tournament Team, and now it's All Star Five. I think that was in honor of the guy from Smash Mouth. <laughs> R.I.P. Hey, now you're an all-star five. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, they also gave us an all-second team. Um, Arturs Zagars of Latvia. Yeah. Uh, Simone Fantecchio of Italy. Jonas yes. Valanciunas of Lithuania. Uh, Nikola Milutinov of Serbia, as we talked about. And then Franz of Germany uh, snuck on the all-second team, despite missing a bunch of games, but I think probably well-deserved. We also got Josh Giddy winning the Wanda Rising Star Award. To anyone under 20? Yes, that's What's an award. Wanda? What's Wanda? I, I think I, it's a brand. Okay. I think they're sponsoring it. Uh, yeah, best okay. defensive player goes to Dylan Brooks. We'll talk about him later. And then the best coach, can you guess? They won. Which team won the best? Like Which which coach from How can it not be Gordon team? Herbert? No, it's not him. It's not him. What you can the get heck? it, though. What Probably the, the most surprising finish. Latvian? Yes. Latvian coach. Remember the guy? Luka Banchi? Hey, Luka nice. right. He won best coach. <laughs> Not hey. Luka Doncic. Yeah. But any thoughts on the all-tournament team there? Any any omissions from either the first five or even all ten that deserved a, a little love to you? Giddy was awesome. Uh, I, I think that's the one who stands out as he could have been on the team rather than the young star, but he gets an award, I guess. Um, but there was, yeah, lots of bigs that deserved a lot of credit in this tournament. Did you say Dylan Brooks made it on the second team? No. Well then he no. he should have. That's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they gave him an award for best defensive player, but yeah. he should have made the team. Yep. Uh so there you go. I guess they're just getting rid of it just like the NBA. Positions get out of here. <laughs> five five guards, basically. But a pretty good list there. I mean Luca his numbers are unreal, so he's <laughs> he's gotta be in it, but he's on the on the quote unquote worst team of those first five. Or the all star five, I should say. With Shooter winning the whole they thing. Didn't make the final four. Yeah, right, right. Everybody else did. So there you go. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we got lots more to talk about. We're going to talk about Canada defeating USA and looking ahead to uh, the Paris Olympics and what roster Grant Hill's going to put together with LeBron James' help. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. I had a weird dream last night. You just uh, reminded me. Going um, first and third? No, no, but it was, uh, well, sports related. Uh, I, I don't think you guys know, know Chris. Uh, he, it doesn't matter who the person is. But I, this guy I was in a running club with in Toronto, <laughs> I literally had a dream that he, in Madison Square Garden, entered a match against Mr. Perfect and beat him. But he was a child. Chris was like a 10-year-old kid. And it became like big news. This was happening in my dream. Nobody cares. But anyway, cool dream, bro. Uh, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna Instagram him uh, later today. DM him that that fun little fact. Okay, let's talk uh, about the Canadians led by Dylan Brooks. Thirty nine points. I didn't stutter there. Thirty nine points from Dylan Brooks in one game. Upended the Americans for third place at the FIBA World Cup early yesterday morning. Uh, wild game. We saw Mikhail Bridges score four points in the final four seconds to send the game to overtime. But SGA took over in the extra frame to lead Canada to their first ever World Cup medal. We will get to our takeaways from America's game and their entire run, but Canada doing something they've never done here, Tass, and that is meddling in the World Cup and uh, quite a success. Congrats to Canada. Huge, huge victory. A huge victory for the program. Huge victory for Shea. Uh, who was clearly the best player uh, on this team. And yeah, if there's any any doubts uh, about Shea and his NBA prowess or, or, or just the unknown of Shea because he plays in OKC, even if he was first-team All-NBA, this just shows you how, how incredible he was throughout this tournament. 30-plus in three of the four last games, uh, in, in elimination games, essentially. He did have you know the one game uh, in the semifinals where he got into foul trouble. Things weren't right for Shea. But uh, he got he had a, a great tournament. And I want to mention Shea first because all the talk is going to be about Dylan Brooks. And the camera was just on Dylan Brooks after they won their semifinal game. And he was, I mean, he was amazing. Uh, that was a special night for Dylan Brooks. Start the rehabilitation tour for Dylan Brooks. Uh, that was it right there. Because, yes, 39, that's not going to happen in the NBA. Uh, 7 of 8 from 3 is not going to happen in the NBA. But the game before that, 5 of 12. The game before that, 5 of 7. The game before that, 8 of 12. That's Dylan Brooks. And if he can just step up and, and shoot that three-point shot um, in the NBA, which is a different shot, he should be back. He should be back uh, doing great things, and the Grizzlies should be missing him, uh, and he will be great on the Rockets. So, yeah, just phenomenal stuff up and down uh, the Canadian roster, but led by led by Shea. Um, he, he, he was the rock that got them there, and they were in an overtime game against Spain. They almost were basically eliminated from uh, – they were going to be eliminated from medal contention. It was close, uh, but Shea in that game against Spain brought him back. Um, yeah. To, uh, to bring him to this quarterfinal game. You say Shea was the best player in Canada. He was the best player in this tournament, I actually think. Yep. Overall, yep. he somehow exceeded expectations, which is the wild part. Like we were, we were coming in, like, obviously he's the best player on the squad. Can he lead Canada into the knockout stage and maybe medal? And everyone's, like, hoping and praying. And, like, he played better than I thought he would even do. And I, I had the bar so high, and he just, like, no. He, like, showed that he's, like, at least, you know, you can argue if you want to say Luca and, and Schroeder what he did for Germany, sure, but... He's on that all-star five with a bullet because he was that good. And he would just like, he got to 30 points. He gets to 30 points so easy. And I know a lot of it comes at the line because he's basically guaranteed free throw every time he gets there. And he's incredible at drawing them because of his, his quirky game and how he moves and all that. But it there was many times in these in these 40-minute games where I can't believe he had 30-plus because he just like racks them up in a hurry and he he's he knows when his team needed him too and he would stop bleeding or go on runs like that game against America where they somehow are in overtime. I mean they outplayed America for a majority of that regular uh regulation. They're in overtime and like a lot of teams would have folded and be like what the hell just happened and he scores the seven, first seven points of overtime and basically closes the door. Uh just incredible tournament from him and like all that's left for him now is to like win in the NBA. Some and, massive and, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and possibly 
you know, obviously start flirting with MVPs and stuff like that. And then in Paris, try and get Kennedy even further than a bronze. But what a tournament. He had one bad game, and it was because he had foul trouble against Serbia, basically. I imagine that Shea took the most free throws in the entire tournament. Nobody could stay in front of him, and then he was getting a ton of calls inside. But that was a... Quite the win for Canada. USA came out and said, Dylan Brooks, we know you can't shoot threes. We've seen you in the NBA. They didn't realize the line was shorter. So they said, we're going to take the ball out of Shea's hand. Dylan, can you beat us? And then he did. Mm-hmm. And then Shea beat him uh, as well when it finally came down to it. Team USA's guard defense was just not able to guard either of those guys. And there was that crazy play where Shea Gilgis-Alexander somehow crossed up a guy that wasn't even guarding him. <laughs> like, Mikhail Bridges is coming down to help double-team. Uh, I think it was Reeves who was guarding yep. Shea there at the top of the key, and he just went flying down onto the ground, and that's one of the best defenders that Team USA has. They were locked in. That game meant a ton uh, for Team Canada, so awesome for them to get to win, but I hate it because now the Raptors have won a title more recently than, than the Bulls, and Team USA is losing to Canada. Uh-huh. I have nothing... <laughs> I have nothing here. Nothing. <laughs> you guys are probably Packers fans. I was just going to say, I was going to bring up the Bears' <laughs> tough loss. That was, was a tough day. Yeah. Tough day yesterday. <laughs> I was wearing my Daniel Medvedev jersey last night, too. <laughs> Come on, I can't do anything right. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but Dylan Brooks, yeah, 39, we said. He finished the tournament, uh, I saw this from Blake Murphy, with a true shooting percentage of 76.1%. The tournament. Uh, apparently, it's the fourth highest in a single tournament among players with a minimum of 65 field goal attempts over the last 30 years. And Dylan Brooks, Tass, you'll like this, and I'm pretty sure this one's right. He shot nearly 59% from three. Yeah, I figured out where the column is. It is nice. exactly that, 58.8. Okay, okay, fifth highest among players in a single tournament with at least 25 uh, three-point attempts of all time. <laughs> Dylan Brooks just had one of the greatest shooting performances in, in, in FIBA history in a tournament. The irrational confidence. That. The irrational yeah. confidence is uh, key. It's uh, it's important because he stepped into every single shot. He had uh, you know a quieter game in the the semifinals uh, against Serbia, and then he stepped into every single shot. He was one pass away from Shea. The Americans were putting two guys on Shea, and that was the really really impressive part about Shea's game. He got the Luca treatment. He had yeah. two guards on him at all times. He was dropping guards that weren't guarding him uh he was dropping everybody so one pass away was dylan brooks and yeah he is this is a guy that doesn't lack confidence and obviously <laughs> um seven of eight from three the one was a brick uh, a, a, Dil- <laughs> a dylan brick uh and then one yeah after the buzzer a uh, shot clock buzzer was another miss it was good because it didn't count against the uh, the percentage but man he hit a man. tough jumper in overtime though too to help out sga that was like you know, well guarded actually, huge shot. Uh, and then RJ Barrett sort of closed the door with a three off the top because, yeah, too much attention had to be put on SGA and you move the ball a little bit. And I'll give credit to Dylan Brooks for that too. Like, he wasn't tunnel vision, especially in a game where he can't miss. He actually was still racking up assists. He wasn't forcing the action too much. Um, he just had an incredible tournament. And we're not even, you know, we, we, we slipped it in there, but he won best defensive player in the tournament too. He didn't, like, you can't shut down got the Anthony Edwards of the worlds or the Lucas of the worlds, or but he did as good a job as you can in, in making it difficult for those guys. When he could stay out of foul trouble or not pick up a dumb, unsportsmanlike foul, which he saw did a couple times, but incredible for him. And you, and Rockets fans just hope... Yeah, he can carry this into the NBA a little bit. Um, they got to get whatever that machine is that the Raptors have. <laughs> that he basically helps was like, that fixed my shot. Yeah. yeah. I figured out the angle to shoot it at. 47 degrees. <laughs> Just guessing. <laughs> uh, I was also Seems impressed good. with uh, Canadian coach uh, Jordy Fernandez throughout this tournament. He stepped in last minute. He earned the respect of his players pretty quickly. He communicated well. He's really, like, he's really low-key. Uh, temperament-wise, never too high or too low. Um, I liked his adjustment yesterday. He he did it before the the opening tip where he tweaked the starting lineup. He went SGA, Dort, Brooks, Barrett, and Powell, so he went a little smaller there. Um, and it it worked in that game. They got off to the best start they had in the World Cup. Uh, they were playing the Americans, who always like to give up a, an early lead, so that helped. But he's going to be a head coach is what I'm getting at here. I mean, he's an assistant with the Kings. He's going to get a crack, I would say, in the next couple of years. Um and I guess he was on the short list for the Raptors, too, and they went with Darko instead of him. Yeah, he's been in uh, the coaching circle rumors for a while, so it sure seems like that. He communicated well with Dylan Brooks. Um, I mean, you know, he yeah, he, he, he achieved his job and more. He, he did everything he could. Uh, I can't wait to see Dylan Brooks with the Houston Rockets. I, I know we're, we're, we're Dylan Brooks high right now, but what will happen if 
you know, the shots aren't coming for him. I mean, he was really pissed off last year that he had a reduced offensive role with the Memphis Grizzlies. He's going to be playing with guys in Jalen Green and Fred. Uh, and, you know, hopefully Jabari Smith is getting shots, but those guys want shots. So will he still have good shot selection in the NBA game? That is the biggest question. And will the Rockets have that machine? Um, that, that, <laughs> they need to invest in that. That helps his shot. Um, that's going around the NBA. Doesn't it seem like every team should have that? I mean, that's weird. Like, why wouldn't you have yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, just a couple other notes about Team Canada here. Kelly Olenek, I thought this was really cool. Um, oh, yeah. This guy's been on this team for a long, long time. He's the captain now. He was a part of Canada's 0-5 team in the 2010 uh, world Championships, obviously World Cup is what it's called now, but they were like, Canada was like 22nd, 23rd in the world, and now here he is yesterday, I thought it was a really cool moment, him and Powell like hugging and embracing right after it, helping lead them to their first ever World Cup medal. And he like he had a, a just a you know quiet game yesterday, yeah, not, a, not a ton from him, but throughout the tournament he was uh, pretty steady, and he also had like a, a knack for like timely buckets or or uh, timely fouls drawn like just the the sort of the vet guy on this team uh you know he came through many times just invaluable experience here in these high leverage games for Canada and they're going to try and take this into the 2024 Olympics and maybe with some more guys on the squad most notably Jamal Murray mm-hmm. maybe even Andrew Wiggins uh and it's cool now that they got a bronze and like there's expectations like has has Canada basketball finally arrived it feels like it and now they should be at least flirting with the the podium in every one of these moving forward, I would think. Yeah, and unlike the Americans who could just have a bunch of superstars displace basically this whole roster that went to the World Cup, yeah. the Canadians don't have that. Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins, sure, a couple of them, but Kelly O will be back, and he deserves to be back because he's been a lifer on this program, and he came through. I, I know yesterday was a quiet game, um, but... The semifinals, uh, he was you know, stepping into shots. Uh, he's, he's, he's he's ready. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to see the lifers come through. In a high-leverage game, like you said, not a game like this, though. I mean, they've had, they've had games where they've had expectations, but uh, they, they played for the bronze. They played in the semis here. Um, so this is, this is even new for Kelly, and this is new for a lot of these guys. So it was just... Just props. Uh, props to the whole roster and, uh, yeah, the whole contingent and everybody who's dedicated to the three-year process that they have. And, yeah, respect to all those dudes. TK, let's get your uh, initial uh, hold thoughts on. Well, the only oh. last thing from this game is that Mikhail Bridges' shot is one of the craziest things you're ever going to see. It was wild. It was like um, the missed free throw, get your own basket, and the Ray Allen uh, yeah. saving the day against the San Antonio Spurs all in the same play. To have the like the the state of mind to grab the rebound and know you still have enough time to dribble out and get a look uh, from three and knock it down. Mm-hmm. The pictures are crazy, but then Canada completely bounced back, and that's pretty tough to do yes. after a shot like that. I couldn't believe they did. Oh I'll be completely goodness, honest. Like we, like I said, we uh, we Canada completely outplayed America for like. 38 minutes like they they were and then somehow like they didn't they didn't close the door remember there was that stretch there in the fourth where it's like they were letting America hang around they were letting them hang around Halliburton hit a three and suddenly it was like such a close game and then Bridges had all the fight in the world on the rebound to get him to the free throw line yeah like it should have been oh, a yeah. rebound should have been Canada win yeah. he, he out you know hustles them gets there hits the one misses the second gets the rebound somehow dribbles to the corner it's a fadeaway three and I was like, that's it. I mean, I was like, oh, classic Canada. We're like, we're not even going to win a bronze now. We just gave it to America. It was so stupid. But yeah, SGA was like, no, no, no. It's okay. I got this. <laughs> Wild shot, Special though. Incredible oh shot. And he was probably, Mikhail Bridges, one of the bright spots for Team USA in this tournament. And that's what I wanted to go to next. What are your takeaways from Team USA's very disappointing fourth place finish here? They completely folded when the competition got tough. They ran through the first stage. They beat Montenegro. Fairly easily, though, it was a little bit uh, more competitive. And then when they ran into Lithuania, they gave up 110 points. Smoked Italy because they weren't totally competition. Then 113 against Germany, gave up 127 against Canada, 111 in regulation. All the same teams, those three teams beat USA the exact same way. They hit the glass and they hit the three because the USA lacked size and they lacked continuity. So... That's just how it played out, because it's kind of strange. They play small, they play fast, and they try to shoot a ton of threes, which is USA basketball, and it works when they've got the best talent. But playing small, forcing turnovers, and shooting a ton of threes, 
That's the way underdogs play in tournaments. When they don't have as much talent, they try and get more possessions. They try and flip the math with extra three-pointers. And that's just strange because that's the USA you think should have uh, superior talent. But what it comes down to is they don't care enough about the World Cup. Yeah. Five golds in 19 World Cups for the United States. 16 golds in 19 appearances at the Olympics. If you want to just look at the NBA player World Cups, three golds and eight tries for Team USA. The best players aren't there because LeBron is in Saudi Arabia. Steph Curry is watching the Las Vegas Aces play. We saw Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler doing bits at the U.S. Open. (laughs) But they're going to want to play next year. And that's the cycle for USA basketball. They don't prioritize the World Cup, so they don't send the best players. Then they struggle in the World Cup. They fail the medal. All the best players say, we got to reestablish USA basketball. (laughs) They come back for the Olympics. They win the Olympics, learn nothing, and then send the second tier of players back for the World Cup. So it's just kind of kind of always go like this unless USA loses in the Olympics or starts caring about the World Cup. It's uh, yeah, you're you're spot on there. I mean, no one I mean, except the players I assume that are there, they want to win, but yeah, no one here in America cares and they don't care the superstars of the NBA. So it's almost like why send the B or C team NBA players They'd almost be better off sending the team like that Jeff Van Gundy is getting in these qualifying tournaments. <laughs> like, I'm semi-serious. It's like, at least they're a team, and your Langston Galloways and your John Jenkins and whatever, uh, Jingleheimer Schmitz, are going to <laughs> maybe play better. Like, honestly, they might even put up a better fight, because this was pathetic. Like, the defense in these games, like, they got smoked. They had the easiest early group play. Uh, so that's just like, yeah, we were they were going to beat any of those teams. It didn't matter. But once they played some competition with other NBA players, they couldn't stop them to save their life. Now, I will note, and I forgot to say this when I said Canada beat them in the bronze game, there was no Brandon Ingram for the second game in a row because of an illness, and then no Jaron Jackson Jr. and no Paolo Bancaro in the bronze game. I think everybody caught this bug or whatever the hell it was. So they were lacking in size and, and you know manpower, but it's not like Jaron Jackson Jr. had an incredible tournament. <laughs> he had a, nope. He got, I mean, he's be, basically being made the scapegoat for this fourth place finish. But. They named him MVP of training camp. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Which is a weird thing, looking back in hindsight, just all these anointing guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. is the MVP of training camp. Anthony Edwards is the guy, the next guy. Uh, Jalen Brunson uh, was the guy. That's what Kerr thought, yeah. Yeah, when it was all NBA players going against each other, Jalen Brunson and Jaron Jackson Jr. dominated. And then when it was FIBA basketball, they were two of the most disappointing players, I would say. And they stayed in the starting lineup the whole time. Jalen Brunson. Yeah, but Kerr Kerr anointed Anthony Edwards as the guy, the next guy. And you could see every single possession like coming down to the wire or just giving it to that guy. And I just say all that because they just fell apart as a team. And this this whole size thing is what everybody comes down to. I wouldn't say they got smoked. They lost by two points in the quarterfinal to Germany. That's where this tournament... You know, fell apart, and then they didn't care against uh, Canada. That's for sure. Um, but the size thing was Jaron Jackson Jr. As, is a seven-footer. He's a defensive player of the year, and he wasn't on the floor, really, <laughs> when it comes down to it. Uh, he disappointed big time. I mean, he is supposed to be the guy to stop everybody and was the key to this switching defense. He was supposed to be able to be on the floor and intimidate everybody, and he just fell apart when it came to the elimination games, and he just he just wasn't on the floor. Literally, he wasn't on the floor, and they they couldn't play him. Um, you know, so so that was the the scary part. Do you think uh, Kerr botched it by not having Jaron Jackson Jr. as almost a four? Yeah, well, and that's... maybe go with yeah, you know, one of their other bigs. Which I mean, they they lacked bigs. I mean, Kessler's their biggest guy, and everybody kept saying after they lost to uh, Germany, oh, Kessler's got to play. Kessler's got to play. Kessler's got to play. Uh, I saw I watched him play in Canada. I thought he got his ass handed to him. He didn't do much. No. <laughs> uh, and Kerr obviously didn't trust the. No. Uh, I didn't think. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the game against Germany was lost in the third quarter because Jaron Jackson Jr. was in foul trouble. They went on a huge run uh, in the third quarter. And also, Kerr bizarrely kept Anthony Edwards on the bench for, like, six minutes of that third quarter when Germany was really flipping the game. Uh, but that's kind of how USA's done it. They bring their second-best player off the bench. Tyrese Halliburton should have been starting for Jalen Brunson, though he was a little bit of food against Canada, uh, I thought. And then their best coach comes off the bench, too, in Eric Spolstra. <laughs> so who are the bright spots then? He would have adjusted. He would have made adjustments. We're agreeing that Mikhail Bridges, Anthony Edwards, and Those Tyrese were, Halliburton had were good. Yeah, I would say that Edwards and Bridges are even ahead of Halliburton because Bridges and Edwards both contributed on the defensive yeah. end as well. Yeah. Halliburton was great for getting steals and changing the tempo, but he would probably be more like an 11th or 12th guy for me on the next Team USA. 
Yeah. I, I think, you know, as we get to uh, the superstars who want to play next year in the Olympics, Mikael Bridges, I think, is number one with a bullet going to be there if yeah, he wants to yeah. be there uh, because he's he's so great at so many things. He can play small, big. He could be a number one option in, in some scenarios. He can be a two, three. He fits in. He'll play D. He'll play extremely hard. I think number one with a bullet. He's got to be back. He was so, so good. And, uh, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr., I think, was, the, was really the biggest disappointment. It, it is an interesting uh, thought experiment because in the NBA, he starts beside Steven Adams. He is bumping up his minutes at the center position more and more and more, year in, year out. But he still plays like two-thirds of his minutes at center. Like there's there's still a lot of minutes that he plays at the power forward spot where he's off the ball. And you can just see where he got picked up all these fouls. as, as like he, it's, it's guarding guys sometimes. <laughs> sometimes there's offensive fouls. He just fell apart. And maybe, maybe this whole, he's the MVP of this thing, got to him. I don't know. But uh, this whole small lineup was sort of based around him being awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. he, and he was not yeah well yeah him being i mean him being sort of a draymond green like steve kerr in his system of playing smaller and you know helps when you got curry as well but draymond really is what makes that go being a smaller big that uh, can play defensively uh, but yeah jaron jackson jr he had a second foul like we had we had a running joke going on every playback where we watched the american game of like uh what's the over under of minutes where jaron jackson jr picks up his second foul and like we almost always got it wrong because we were like setting the line like you know three minutes in but it would be like two and a half minutes in it was wild every single time selling a little yeah cha-ching or a lot (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. So let's talk about Team USA's roster here for 2024 Paris Olympics because Shams dropping the article right before we go live. LeBron James, Mm -hmm. ready to commit 
to the 2024 Olympic team. And he's recruiting fellow stars as well. So Shams listing uh, that LeBron has spoken to Steph, KD, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, Draymond Green. Uh, Separately, we've, you know, we've heard word that maybe Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, Kyrie Irving um, could all be ready to go here for uh, for Paris Olympics. Um, great timing on this. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, because within the article it said, this had nothing to do with World Cup, uh, the World Cup fourth place finish. <laughs> and LeBron was and already recruiting and thinking yeah, about the Olympics. Way before this tournament. Yeah, way before. But the article came out now. Yeah, so um, it's, a, it's mm. a little interesting. But, well, yeah. What do you think of, uh, I mean, let's build the squad if you want uh, for your American team here to redeem themselves. I'm sure you've seen uh, the the classic memes of things that happen on the internet. It's so over immediately into we are so back. That's how it happened. With two guys. <laughs> it's over. But right now we are so back already. LeBron, Steph, and Katie, if they want to play, they're in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Curry doesn't have an Olympic gold yet. People are saying... He might be targeted as a defender. Yeah, that's definitely true. But if you have better defenders behind him, you can live with it. That guy deserves an Olympic gold, and he's the best shooter on earth. I'll take him. I'll take him. Do you know how funny it's going to look if Steph Curry <laughs> is playing with that short three-point line? Oh, my Where goodness, he's man. shooting from? He'll be shooting floaters. He'll <laughs> just gonna be look shooting unreal. floaters. Uh, and then, like, LeBron and KD, uh, I saw when we were doing our playback yesterday, do you want to be re- re- relying on guys who are, like, 36 and 40 years old? They've got size and skill. Like, yeah. LeBron and a- and Kevin Durant would be the best rebounders on Team USA instantly, just by them signing up. So I'm happy with those guys playing. Not to mention, like, you think about the 2008 team. They had Jason Kidd as the vet who helped. Carmelo Anthony was a vet who yeah. helped. That kind of stuff. That position has always been there. So I think those three legends, you're in if you want to play. My next list is the bigs. They need at least two of Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Draymond Green, and Bam Adebayo. Okay. Whichever two of those play, you need them. Embiid would be a huge get for Team USA. They haven't had a hulking center like that since Shaq, basically. And you think about the bigs that they're going to be seeing in the tournament next year. Jokic will be playing. Giannis Antetokounmpo will be playing. Victor Wembanyama will be playing. There's some huge dudes. Valanciunas even still. Exactly. They just need a beefy guy. So (laughs) the recruitment for for Embiid should be at the top of the mind for Grant Hill right now. Then you're getting into the wings. Tatum, I think, needs to be on this team. He's got size. He defends. He's been there in the past. Booker is the same, but he's a guard. And a name I haven't seen mentioned a whole lot here, Jimmy Butler. That guy will be in the closing lineups for Team USA because he's got that dog in him. Then after that, you're getting into the depth pieces, and there's a whole bunch of guys you can choose for that. And I think that's where, like, an Anthony Edwards, Mikhail Bridges slots in alongside some guys from the 2021 Olympics. Sounds like the U.S. is back. <laughs> it, it, We're so back. It's it's totally true. I, I know that the guys and, and Steve Kerr and this U.S. team that or the U.S. management team that puts this team together cares when it comes to the World Cup. Uh, but it, it's obviously clear that the players care way more about the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. It, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's it's totally true. So, yeah, Steph, KD, and LeBron, I expect to be entirely back, um, and they should be. And they should be leading this team. Yeah, the question is is the bigs. And Trey brings up, uh, yeah, the, the the foursome there. Even if Embiid doesn't say, uh, you know, I don't want to play for any of my other nationalities. Um, even if he doesn't want to play, period. I th- they'll be fine, I think, with, with Anthony Davis slash Draymond Green slash Bam. You know, they want a gold with Chris Bosh as their big. Like, they can do it. Yeah, and so... Yeah, they're back, baby. <laughs> and they're going to be the favorite, and I think that's that's fine. Um, but the Serbs are going to be, yeah, hell of a competition. Uh, the Germans are going to be hell of a competition. The Canadians are going to be hell of a competition. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So would you agree that Anthony Edwards and Mikhail Bridges have the best chance to make the Paris Olympic team? Maybe Tyrese Halliburton too? It all depends, of course, on, like, is Booker playing? Is Lillard playing? Is, there, like, you know, Curry even? But I think Mikhail Bridges is the number one guy. You, okay. Because when you bring superstars like that, they do a lot of the things that Anthony Edwards does, but Mikel Bridges and his length and his defense yep. and his willingness to fit in and his willingness to play any role like on the 2021 Phoenix Suns run. He was a complimentary player, uh, but he can show you showed you he can be a, a scorer as well. I think he's number one. And you see sometimes from the World Cup teams like Kyrie Irving, 
MVP of a World Cup team, uh, but it changes to the Olympics uh, a little bit. You know, th- those type of guys could come off the bench even um, and and be a you know a spark off the butt off the bench. But you need guys like Mikel Bridges. I think he would be number one. But it is crazy how much overhaul there's going to be in in one year. It's going to be a lot. Yeah, um, a lot. I, the, like we as we just talked about throughout the entire tournament, Team USA lacked rebounding, defense. And just really like an intensity too. And maybe that's a part of this whole who gives a shit about the World Cup attitude that they sort of approach it with. Um, so, you know, does that change just because it's the Olympics? And there's a lot, you know, for whatever reason, there's a lot more, uh, you know, uh, effort to go get a gold medal in the Olympics. But when I say those three things, rebounding, defense, intensity, I think of Draymond Green and I think of Jimmy Butler. And like, and then, yeah, and then, sure, all the superstars that you can add in, in LeBron, KD, and Curry to score all the buckets. But some that, some of that defense, Anthony Davis maybe included if he's healthy, uh, that would, you know, then they're, of course, they're going to be the favorites if they have this roster that we just went through. Yep. But I will say what's really cool is we used to always just be like, well, execution is going to beat talent. Um, that's where we're at now. And that's why some of these teams that have grown up together and the system they run, you know, Germans were a good example of this. Uh, it's really cool. But I almost push back on that now because, like, when we just say talent, what I just saw over the last couple of weeks are a lot of players on other teams, not the American teams, that can shoot just as well, that pass just as well, that rebound just as well, that play defense just as well. Like, so talent in that regard, I mean, maybe what they mean now is, like, just pure athleticism. And even that's starting to shrink uh slowly but surely on the rest of these teams around the world which is cool which is makes for a really fun tournament i know people here maybe don't care about the world cup but this is awesome like what did you just think in general of the the parody really um because i think i read like the last three teams to medal didn't even didn't even make the uh elimination stage here in spain argentina and france argentina wasn't even in the damn thing so that's pretty cool (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not cool for Argentina, but pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they're, they're in a transition period. It was fun. I like the the guys on the floor. They they tried uh, Halliburton maybe in the starting lineup changes things. Like he was he, he came into the bronze medal game saying Canada hasn't won a medal since 1936. Like you know he he knows we want that, to keep it that way. He yeah, knows yeah. the history of this game, but but at the same time Halliburton he yeah he had a couple bad games to finish this tournament too. I think the intensity was there. I think the the whole Triple J thing kind of threw everything for a... You think the intensity was there? Well, yeah. They're they're giving up 100-plus points in a 40-minute game multiple times. I mean... They got down every time the starters were in. Anthony Edwards said, there's no Kobe on this team. And he was saying that because he had to come off the bench, but there's no Kobe on this team. Yeah. Yeah, From an intensity standpoint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, on the floor, it's true. I'll take back my word of intensity. Uh, they, They didn't bring it physically and yeah the, the energy and the press was there a lot of the time like the americans were pressing um which you don't see a lot in international competitions but the bench yeah the, the reeves halliburton uh josh hart for a time bobby p those guys changed the game every single time yeah so that, that's totally true I, I take that back um it was a good tournament for ar for austin reeves that's for sure offensively <laughs> yeah he got picked on I think that's something just to watch in this upcoming NBA season. You want to talk about carryover? How much will teams go at him? Because he got exposed defensively. Every team went at him as they got on to playing better and better teams. He played great offensively. A lot of the time was a spark plug, no doubt. But a lot of it was given back. I think he was the second leading scorer, but the Lakers have Anthony Davis behind him. Yeah. So that helps. And when you look at why the second team was always blowing it out, five NBA players. That is a talent overload, and the pressing is there. But FIBA basketball and NBA basketball are completely different. So the starters were just not able to overwhelm the team sending their five best players out there. Uh, So that's why I feel like Team USA doesn't really learn from this World Cup because they go and play the same style in the Olympics. But they've got such better players that it doesn't really matter. They don't learn to play the FIBA style. Like your guards have to be able to post up. That's why Jimmy Butler needs to be on the team. That's why Jason Tatum needs to be on the team. When they get a smaller guy on them, they can actually do something yeah. with it rather than try and creating from the outside, which is what Edwards was doing all the time. Drive into a million people, sometimes hit a crazy shot, and sometimes turn the ball over. Yeah, it, it's generally a more physical game, which makes it fun to watch. I think uh, the overall production, again, we watch a lot of these on playback. Mm-hmm. It was a blast. Like, it, like look, the 40-minute game is fun. It moves quicker. There are less sort of breaks. There are less timeouts than your normal NBA game. So there's a bit 
more of a flow. Now the FIBA officials, they're all over the map. Like you start to watch these games and the start you start missing your NBA officials. I can't believe I'm gonna say that. You start, <laughs> oh, I'm longing to watch them call a game because they're just they're just erratic. Like sometimes they'll let everything go and sometimes they'll let nothing go. Uh, and then we're doing the VAR and you know all the VAR and all that. Um, but the production was cool. I love the mic'd up refs. I like the mic'd up uh, huddles. A lot of the times where you could like hear them discussing things. It'd be cool if they brought it to the NBA. They probably won't. <laughs> but it makes for a more enjoyable watch. So, Silver, consider it. <laughs> That's a great question, you know, because when we talk about, like, NBA production, everybody's like, oh, man, how cool would it be to just have a soundtrack of the players out there on the court? But then the the comeback is always, you can't do that. It'll be too filthy. They can't yeah. put that on TV. Are people just nicer in international competitions? You know, like we didn't hear bad words. It was, we didn't hear insults coming through on these, right? Like yeah. cordial conversations. Yeah, there was one. Uh, the broadcast team apologized for an f bomb once. Yeah, from, sure, from sure. But yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, I guess the big difference is in the break of play in an NBA game, uh, we're gone to uh, you know watch some State Farm commercials. Here we stay. That's we true. like stay That's with true. it, and it and and you're seeing them talk it out, or the officials look at whatever the monitor and yeah. talk it out. And the breaks are sixty seconds, which I know, which yeah. are nice. Uh, big big difference. It's funny that in the NBA we hate the video reviews, hate it. Now we're just talking about let's get the refs on mic. That's Ooh. actually funny. give us some more mics for the refs. I want some Danny Crawford slash Zach Sarba slash Ed Malone. I want all these guys just talking in my ear. No, it's good. Uh, that's the the mic'd up part for them, just to show what they're looking at, calling for <laughs> calling for the different cameras. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't lie, it was good and incredible production with the replays and all that. Oh yeah, slow mo replays. FIBA has figured that out, man. Like instantaneously, like there's a big dunk and you're seeing it like mere second, like that's a amazing. second later, yeah. you're seeing a slow mo cool angle or two angles of that dunk. I don't know how they do it. Single animation is just fun. Period. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like anything high. can happen. Like if if America played in a series against Germany or whoever, yeah, yeah. you know, they're it's, winning. It's different. It's one uh, one right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, the one and done is a lot of fun. Maybe we'll uh, we'll get hype for that in season tournament. <laughs> I it's can't like wait. One game, baby, to mm-hmm. move on. Bring in FIBA refs. Play it FIBA style. <laughs> Go forty minute games. Yeah, sure. Molten ball. Let's <laughs> yeah, do I it. Love it. <laughs> that maybe that'll get more people interested in the in the World yeah, Cup when yeah. it starts to come around. There's something to that, I think. Uh, all right, let's hear your thoughts on the entire FIBA World Cup. And again, I just want to thank everyone that joined us on playback for a lot of those games. We had some fun, uh, sometimes very early morning uh, watches, but people were showing up. And a lot of international people. I mean, you start to feel. I, like I said it, I tweeted. It, I'm like, wow, I feel. I start to admire the international people that do this during the NBA season tasks. Sick. There's people that are doing That's this like, sick, you know, three, actually. four, five times a a week to wake up at an ungodly hour to watch the NBA action live. Kudos to you, you sicko. Uh, tweet of the night. Let's do it. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet. Uh, you know, this is an all FIBA World Cup type of show, so let's go with a FIBA type tweet slash X. It's from uh, Nicholas Batum of the French squad. He just tweeted after it was all said and done. Congrats, planet Earth's champs, Germany. (laughs) And a little emoji clapping his hands there. I thought that was uh, a fun tweet, a perfect way to wrap up the, uh, you know, the debate of the summer from Noah Lyles and this idea of who's a world champion and who's not. Planet Earth champions, (laughs) Germany. Print the t-shirts. Print the t-shirts. <laughs> Planet Earth champs. <laughs> but too, having a good sense of humor. Yeah, he's though. watching from home, right? Oh, yeah. yeah well, did he ever go home? He said he was afraid to go home. <laughs> That's right. I'm not sure. That's Maybe right. he just came back stateside. I don't know. Uh, any other thoughts, guys, on the FIBA World Cup? You're going to miss it? <laughs> it's a perfect amount of time. Nothing wrong with summer basketball. That's right. No. Yeah. And yeah. and you're right. Two and a half weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. We got we got WNBA playoffs coming up. Listen, I, I watched the World Baseball Classic this year. It was damn good yeah. in March. It yep. was really really good. Uh, the Women's World Cup really really good. Uh, the football I'm the talking football. about. Uh, I didn't really watch the actual World Cup last year. It was 2022 Men's World Cup. What happened? Anyway, I don't know. 
Who do, who do I think won the 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Spain. I, I mean, they always do, right? Yeah, they're, they're good. <laughs> no, it was Argentina. It was Messi. Oh, it was Messi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Messi. How did we yeah. forget? I actually do remember that. Nice. Did you watch Spain? Them? Spain won the Women's World Cup this year. They yeah, did. That's right. No, I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Eh, maybe I watched some of it. Uh, I was about to ask you one more thing. Oh, do you know where the next FIBA World Cup is? <laughs> Just take a... Qatar. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. They <laughs> always get a chance. <laughs> they always oh, got some deep goodness. pockets. Uh, I, I was wondering that because I want to know, like, oh, what's the, the time difference going to be like? Um, which will be better. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. In what way? Eight hours, then 12? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Eight, yeah. eight or nine. Like, games will be... <laughs> but is that, that's good for us? Yeah, it's a little bit. But, I, like, we watched a 4.30 game. If it starts three hours earlier, isn't no, that later. 1.30? No, later. It'll be later. later. Oh, 7.30. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Cutter. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, Cutter. Cutter That's keeps, it. Cutter keeps pulling these turnies, huh? Yeah, yeah I wonder yeah. how. <laughs> um, all right, so let's call it there. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here with uh, what started started as a classic and hopefully ended as a classic. Uh, make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe. Comment away, as you always do. Tweet at us, at NoDunkSync. Your thoughts on the FIBA production and Germany winning and Team USA moving forward here into the Olympics. Canada winning a bronze. Let us know. Uh, all of your thoughts tomorrow here from the class oh no in the yard excuse me yard a WNBA podcast playoffs are right around the corner playoffs start this week That's so you're exactly going to be right. talking to Ben Pickman uh, and uh, you know picking his brain picking that man's brain <laughs> you can use that if you want um, to get everybody ready for the uh, WNBA uh, playoffs yeah let me pick your man's brain here man. <laughs> how can the Chicago Sky pull off an upset against the Las Vegas Aces Gonna be a tough one, but uh, thanks, JD, for messaging me some words of encouragement here on Slack. He mentioned that the Chicago Slice won a pickleball championship. Well, they, they haven't won yet. Well, the season starts uh-oh. next weekend, <laughs> but I'm guaranteeing you Whoa. a championship. You got the best player in the world, Ben Johns. So. Oh, yeah, Ben Johns. I've heard a lot about him on No Dinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw him play a match once. His name is Ben Johns? Ben Johns, yeah. Wow, two first names. I know. <laughs> Jesus. Ben St. Is, is he on steroids? Oh, <laughs> I know. I think of Ben Johnson every time. <laughs> I thought you said it first. I was yeah. like, what? Johnson. The best pickleball player is Ben Johnson? You better test that guy. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, he's in the kitchen uh, putting things into his body left <laughs> and right. Uh, all right. So WNBA podcast tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern live here on YouTube. So we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. Till next time. Clipper Bro. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, uh, Ben Johnson, he cheated all the time. Oh, <laughs> cheetah. Cheetah. Did you ever have one of those drinks? Nah, yeah, he was He was sponsored by Cheetah. Uh, cheetah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people don't know that. Was it a that. sports energy like the drink? It was a sports energy drink. The animals were like, man, this guy's fast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me spot him a few dollars. Look, in Ben Johnson's defense, everybody in that race was juiced up. That's right. Everybody. Even Carl. <laughs> Even Carl? Was Carl? Carl was definitely juiced up, but I think he was in that Different one. juice. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 